Happy New Year's Eve. It is 8.50 p.m. right now on 12-31-2022. So I am not quite at the 11th hour, but I don't know, maybe 9th hour? And the update I have for you is that I have started a program for online bodybuilding coaching. And by that, I don't mean like I started it. Are you kidding me? No, I signed up for it. So it's something called Fit Body Fusion. And basically, it's online coaching done by a professional female bodybuilder. Now, you might be wondering, why bodybuilding? You know, bodybuilding has been something I've been observing for, I want to say, a couple years now. I just thought it was always fascinating because it's a science and an art. You have to track how many reps you're doing and based on sculpting your body, do specific exercises to grow a certain muscle to have a certain shape. I just thought it was such a cool blend and a huge, powerful example of sheer hard work because there's no other way to get a body like that. And I started getting closer and closer to the community bit by bit. Like last year, I went to an actual, or was it this year? It might've been this year. I went to an actual bodybuilding competition It was an amateur one, but they were hosting it here in my town. And so I went to that and it was just the coolest thing to see. So, so inspiring because you would see grandpas up there, little freaking grandpas competing middle-aged and they look amazing. And there would be their family in the audience yelling, grandpa, go grandpa. And I was like, this is such a cool standard to continue striving in life to not let yourself go, first of all, physically, but also just because you're middle-aged, married, and have kids or grandkids doesn't mean your life is over and you hit a midlife crisis and you just go buy a new car and try to hook up with a young chick. This is a very productive way to keep driving for something bigger and compete. So there's something you're working towards. And I just thought that was so cool. Now, I told one of my coworkers that when I worked at the gym and she goes, well, they're probably all on gear, but my personal opinion is like, yeah, they're on gear, but it's like, it's still cool. And I think prior to the bodybuilding competition, I think some of the observations I'd be doing is just following a lot of these men and women on Instagram, looking at their lifestyle. It was really interesting and realizing that when your body looks like that, your body is the artwork. It's not the clothes anymore. If anything, the less clothes you wear, like something simple, maybe just a tank top, it still looks good because at that point your body is carrying it, not the other way around. And I do like the aesthetic of bodybuilders. In the beginning, I thought, oh my gosh, those girls look way too big. But I remember watching this video and this girl said, I look big because I'm shredded. But when I put clothes on, I'm tiny. I'm tiny because I don't have a lot of fat. And that was so true when she put clothes on and you didn't see all the muscles and the extra shading from the overhead lighting. She actually looked really small because she was trim. So my coach is a professional bodybuilder. The other cool thing about that, not to beat a dead horse, is I don't know if you've seen personal trainers. A lot of personal trainers do not look like their personal trainers. I worked at a gym. I worked at Equinox, the really expensive fancy gym. And those personal trainers, I mean, let's just say you wouldn't be able to sell me on them. They have bellies. Some of them are obese. And a lot of them just look like regular dudes. And I know it's a fallacy to assume just because a trainer looks good, that means he'll be able to give me the same results because 
a lot goes into it. Genetics, you don't know if they're on certain things. But in my head, these ladies, the way they look, they know how to get it done. And so a little bit about the plan. What's been really interesting so far is that it's very holistic. So first of all, she's making me track my macros, which doesn't sound super novel. But again, that's something I wasn't getting from just regular personal training. She's also making me go on morning walks. She's recommended something called snack walks, which is so cute. It's basically, if you don't think you can get to 5,000 steps, just do five to eight minute walks throughout the day and you will be surprised at how much they add up. She also wants me to do yoga and not the intense kind. She wants me to do the really meditative, calming kind. And on top of that, she wants me to do breath work and meditation. And for the workouts themselves, it's not just the usual deadlifts, squats, whatever stuff you find on bodybuilding YouTube. There's a bunch of other exercises I've never seen before. She's recommended me to do vacuums, which you suck in your stomach a bunch. She says it's going to help me with my pole dancing. And I believe it because I tried it and I was like, oh, yes, these are the abs that I need to be able to do the shoulder mount and the invert. And she's making me do some cardio at the same time. So it's cool. The biggest thing, of course, is what I mentioned. It's the accountability. She has the potential to see what I'm eating. That lack of invisibility helps keep me in check. And it also gives me that social interaction. So I'm only a weekend and I'm two days into the workout because it took a couple of days for her to create the workout. Plus there was the holiday of Christmas. But the first week, oh, let me tell you, huge adjustment. Oh my goodness. I've definitely already had my ups and downs of overwhelm and like, gosh, did I make the right decision? So the first thing that happened was she changed my macro goals. I had told her on my intake form, I'm really only eating 30 grams of protein a day at best. And then she goes, I changed your macros, but just so you know, this is just a starting point. Okay, her voice is not like that. She's actually got a deep voice too, like me. At least I think I have a deep voice, but she doesn't talk like a ditz. Okay, so let me, let me imitate differently. This is just a starting point. We'll increase it later. And I'm reading this like, okay, good. And I look at it, 125 grams of protein. How the fuck am I going to get there? Literally, I was like, lady, I told you I barely eat 20 to 30 grams of protein. How the hell am I going to go to 125? So that's when I started to feel overwhelmed and just kind of discouraged because I was like, God, I don't even know. And I feel so lost. And I don't even know how people get 125 grams, like literally, because in the past, the reason I struggled to get even 60 grams is because I'm feel like I'm shoveling meat in my mouth constantly and I just don't have enough stomach for it and it stays so long in my stomach, I don't have enough time in the day and meals in the day to eat that much protein. But I was like, okay, let me figure this out. I'm not going to give up and complain. So I start Googling how to get 125 grams of protein. The bulk of it is you just have to cook a lot of lean meat. And I'm like, well, how am I going to cook lean meat so it doesn't taste just like me shoving chunks of meat in my mouth? I want to eat something like a skillet. I want to eat fried rice. That's what I grew up in. You know, the whole meat dispersed into carbs ratio. I want to eat something more akin to that. So then now I have to look up a bunch of new recipes that are low carb and high protein. And and then there's fat I have to consider. And I also have to consider fibers. So I'm Googling new recipes, trying to put together a grocery list. I'm worried because when I went to the grocery store, holy moly, these were expensive. I'm really feeling inflation here. So now I downloaded the grocery store apps and I'm coupon clipping, but that takes time too. And 
Now I may not be able to get all the groceries I need because I'm trying to buy only the things on sale. On top of this, I have a new job. I'm still trying to make time for the LSAT. So like this whole week was just racing from one thing to the next. It felt like a dash. But despite that, the week is over. And overall, I'm still super glad I'm doing this. And I have to say, despite balancing many high priorities, it's still been so naturally to the top of my priority list. This thing here, I am putting in time to look at the workouts, writing them down in a notebook so I can be efficient when I get to the gym and I'm not fumbling on my phone all the time. I'm doing a lot of prep work among what I talked about with the diet, right? And what's cool is that it's not me consciously prioritizing this, like telling myself, I got to focus on this. It's just naturally become that way. I naturally make time for it, even though I have a billion other things. It's a cool embodiment of total harmony between my internal values and my actions on my to-do list, which is a cool thing because normally you have to force yourself to prioritize things and that's really a sign of dissonance. And the reason I think this is aligning so perfectly is because I've done a good job and all the hard work, I hate that phrase, I'm doing the hard work, but I've done the hard work of throughout the years journaling and being self-aware enough to admit that a big source of my unhappiness is just that I feel uncomfortable in my body. And that causes me to be incredibly unconfident and to not only be aware of that, but also in tandem be aware on what I need in order to be successful. And so now that I've had that self-awareness, I've been able to land on the exact right tools and program that I need. Like I finally found that accountability I need. So naturally, I'm finding myself really excited and really focused on this. Tom Bilio had a guest on his podcast recently. Give me a second. Let me see if I can find his name. Steve Kotler, author of The Art of Impossible. He was saying a lot of the same things. Basically that when you find something that you actually are interested in, you get so much focus and work for free. You don't have to try extra hard to focus. You don't have to try extra hard to be productive because it's carried by your interest. But the LSAT's very important to me too. This week has really been new job, LSAT, fitness, rinse and repeat. And I think that's actually a really cool way to end the year and start the next year because that's what I want next year to be. I want next year to be taking my life back, tackling this tick that's been in my side for years, which is my physique insecurity. And in so doing, building really robust, healthy lifestyle habits. So this next year, I am focusing on my top, very narrow set of goals. I'm going to focus on two, maybe three, until I get those down. And when I zoom into this whole lifestyle habit thing changed, I'm doing that as well. I'm going to focus on my protein first, and then I'm going to focus on carbs and fat, and then I'm going to focus on fiber. Focusing on two or three until I get those down consistently, and then moving on to the next one. And in so doing, I'm keeping my circle very small, very noise-free. I'm focusing on my interests, my goals, and my close network. Any spare time I have, I'm going to record podcast episodes versus going on social media and checking out what my poll friends are up to and feeling bad because I have so much FOMO for not being able to go to poll. Instead, I'm going to work on my podcast, which is fun just for me. In the same way, my little harvest moon farm is fun, but just for me. No one else really sees it. 
And this whole thing, I think, is a great medium for me to forge my lifestyle habits for law school. Because I'm going to be very stressed this next year, even though I'm narrowing it down to two to three things. These are still big things. And I would imagine this is the same type of stress and laser focus that's going to be required in law school, too. And so this is a great way for me to forge habits that withstand stress. And if they do break and I start straying again, well, then it's a good opportunity for me to keep adjusting them and working on them until they do last. And one thing I am hoping comes out of this, which will be exciting, is that I will come out of this and go into law school as a fantastic cook. I will really know how to make a good chicken, turkey, beef, you name it. I will know my way around spices because spices don't add calories. So there's that. And then I hope to be also a very efficient budget shopper. I think it'll be so funny and cool in law school when, you know, they give out all those free food for hungry, poor, starving students at webinars, talks, or just during finals week. And I want to be solid in my habits and lifestyle enough that I withstand that carb-heavy, just tasteless Subway sandwich they put on the table or those grilled cheese sandwiches because I don't even like grilled cheese sandwiches, but I would probably eat them if I was stressed and they were free and everyone else was going to get them. Instead, I want to be able to say no and pull out my little jerky chomp instead. There's a brand called Chomp, I think. I really like them. They're quite yummy. And I'll make the whole room smell like my jalapeno jerky and I will enjoy that while they enjoy their Subway sandwiches. Yes, that is my fantasy. That's it. Thank you. Bye.